0: guests, and adventurers of all ages. Tonight's show is for the brave, the fearless, and the dangerously curious. Witness feats of strength, daring acrobatics, and mystifying magic. Get ready to have the most astounding night of your life. Welcome to the Circus of Wayward Wonders. Welcome to Roll for Combat! Three Ring Adventures!
1: Hey everyone, welcome to Roll for Combat 3 Ring Adventure. I'm your GM and host, Steven Glicker, and in this week's episode, our heroes continue their magnificent circus performance, and we find out if they succeed or fail this week. So those of you new to Roll for Combat, welcome. What I normally do is I usually do a little intro before each show, and I talk about, well, anything really. I can talk about the podcast, I can talk about the adventure, I can give you GM tips, PC tips, you name it. For the Dead Suns podcast, I would actually do an intro and an outro, and then for Plaguestone, I would just do an intro. For Three Ring Adventure, I'm thinking I'm just going to do an intro, you know, once in a while I might do an outro. But also, if there's anything you specifically want me to talk about, feel free to ask me on our Discord channel at discord.rollforcomment.com and I will bring it up and talk about it on this very show. So one thing I'm going to talk about this week is the Circus Mechanic. So, one thing you should know about Paizo is they usually put new mechanics in their adventure paths. In the past, they've done things like kingdom building, or mass combat rules, and so forth. And in this case, well, they have Circus rules. And the Circus rules, well, they are mechanical. Again, this is a game, you have to have some statistics and numbers to hit, but, you know, as you can hear, we're also making it very fun, very theatrical, giving an overview of, like, you know, we could be sitting here just rolling dice and just saying, okay, succeed or fail, but we're trying to play it up. And I'm actually giving them bonuses by going into character and explaining in detail what their acts do. As for how this actually works, Well, there's a few things. First of all, if you want to see the spreadsheet that has everything laid out for this circus, go to our Discord channel and we will post it. Vanessa Hoskins made this amazing spreadsheet in Google Sheets where you can see everything outlined. You can use it for your own adventure if you're doing Extinction Curse. More importantly, you can actually follow along if you want to see it. There might be some spoilers because we're going to show the entire sheet, but you can see it after. And all you really need to know is there's two numbers there's anticipation which is the number they're trying to hit and there's excitement anticipation is how much they're expecting the show to be awesome and in this case the number started at 15 and can go all the way up to 20. there is a limit to anticipation so it can't go above 20. so every single time an act puts on a successful performance they can get one or two or three or four excitement And they want to build the excitement and actually want to make it match the anticipation. If you go too low, then you don't generate enough excitement and the show is kind of seen as a failure. If you go above, the show is seen as a success. But if you manage to make excitement match anticipation perfectly, the show is seen as a perfect success and you get a gigantic payout. Now, why does this matter? Well, you get gold at the end. You being the characters, but... They can't use the gold for themselves, the gold is just being used to upgrade the circus. Now how this is going to work over time, I'm not exactly sure. We'll see, but the mechanic seems to be pretty solid. There's also ways to increase and decrease the excitement through side gigs, or as you saw last week when the Featherfall 5 did their performance without a net, Instead of generating one excitement, I believe it was generating three excitement. And that is significant. Because it wasn't for that statistically, it would have been impossible for them to get the anticipation of a 20. And that's something you have to keep track of when you're doing these circuses. Is that there actually might not be enough acts to perform to get the anticipation. So you're going to have to go out on a limb and do something super dangerous. And by doing things extra dangerous, or doing things that are difficult to do in the circumstance. Like, for example, maybe there's a windstorm going on when the circus is going on, and people who do acrobatics or athletics checks get extra excitement because of that. And that's something you have to manage. So every circus is going to be a little different, and you have to kind of think on the fly. You can't just throw the same axe out, circus after circus, assuming you're going to do well. You have to mix it up. And something else is there are chances that these acts, when they fail, they're injured and then they can't perform. So it's always gonna be a little bit different every single time we put on a new circus. You to have different acts, you to have different successes, different things they're gonna have to overcome and so forth. So that's the gist of it. That's how the circus works. We didn't have to do it exactly as written. We could have just rolled dice and called it a day or there's ways to abstract it and the rules, they sort of tell you how to do that if you really want to bought at roll for combat we like to play by the rules for lots of reasons. One, we enjoy it, and two, we see it as a benefit for anyone who's running this adventure that you can use us as an example. So once again, thanks for listening, and if you want to listen to the show early, just become a $5 patron at patreonroll You get the show a minimum week early, and if you want to listen to us live, just become a $10 patron, and you too can listen to the show live. And let me tell you, not just this show, but Tales from the Black Lodge, and anything else we do, and you are missing out a lot if you're not listening to the show live. And then finally, do make sure to check out the Roll for Combat RPG Superstar Contest, which is launching this week. Just go to RPGSuperstar.com. We got insane numbers of prizes, over 100 winners, over 20 grand worth of prizes. It's going to be madness, I tell you, madness. So check that out. Anyhow, with that, let's get to this week's episode. Last we left off, you began your illustrious circus career in the town of Aberton. You're about to put on your first main performance. But right before the show was to begin, the ringmaster was found dead, 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 dead. Everyone was panicking. People didn't know what to do. There was pandemonium. And the professor called over the heroes and said, the show must go on. You must organize the show. You must organize the acts and help put the show on. And sure enough, you did. But the show was not easy to put on. You had to deal with stage fright, stampeding animals, gnawed nets, and Lord knows what else that's going to happen. As of now, we are up to the grand finale, where there is going to be three acts that must go on simultaneously right now you have an excitement of 16 with an anticipation of 20 to get the full payout and to have a successful first night you must have your excitement reach at least the anticipation which is 20. will you be able to do it we will find out shortly so last we left off the Featherfall five was ready to go and not just ready to go, but they actually performed, and they did an amazing job because they did their act without a net. Next up, the Flamboni sisters, and our own little Hap was going to go. Ateron is waiting in the wings, ready to help out Hap make her pyrotechnics that much better. Meanwhile, Wild Feather Fall Five is going out. Darius notices way off. In the distance, a fight has broken out in the stands. Other audience members are scattering. What do
0: you do?
2: Oh, we got this. Come on, brother.
0: Vanessa Hoskins is playing Alhara Veris, the amazingly agile Alhara, a half-elf gymnast swashbuckler. I look at Alhara, and I, I tilt my head towards it after you. Rob Termarco is playing Darius Veris. Darius's daring destructions, a half-elf monk of the mountain style.
2: <laughs> Race you there, and Alhara uh, takes off.
0: We run. Where,
1: where, where's the fight? Way north, in the stands, in the middle of the stands, in the northeast bleachers, you notice, looks like a female and male human that are drunk, making a commotion... And are tackled and fighting some other audience members while laughing uproariously. What do you do? Let's intervene and separate them.
2: Uh, but let's try to make it look like part of the show, or at least entertain the crowd. Entertaining. That's a upset.
3: Like coming Dang. through. Like, do you want to sit on my shoulder? I'll walk us up there. Like, th- like, be a spectacle so they're distracted. Ah, uh, sure. So, Ahara uh, jumps on my shoulder, either standing or. With one leg up, like your signature stance. Yeah. And I'll walk us up there. Oh, what seems to be the problem? Do you need special entertainment here? Here we are, the Varuses.
2: Looks like you two want to have a bit of a workout, huh?
1: The two brawlers are um, just sort of right now tackling and bear-hugging some of the audience members. Some of the others are desperately trying to get out of the way. And they're like both entertained and yet horrified. Help us, help us. These are drunkards. They're they're ruining the show. They're ruining the... Uh, downward front. We can't
2: see. We can't see. Everyone get out of the way. Looks like we need to get their attention. Alhara wants to leap off of her brother's shoulders, uh, do like a somersault in the air, and land right next to the lady.
1: Okay. Give me, I
2: guess, acrobatics? Uh, athletics for a jump or acrobatics to make it splashy?
1: Whichever you prefer.
2: Oh, I prefer athletics for this particular case. Ooh, didn't roll great. Rolled a five for an eleven.
1: Yeah, eleven. You. Ooh, that's actually really bad. Um, you try it's to. It's a five. <laughs> I know it is bad. You jump and try to land next to her. Instead, you sort of tumble into one of the townsfolk. Mm-hmm. You're like ha and then you're like woohoo, whoops, and then you like slip. And I won't say you completely fall as you have circus training, but you slightly misjudge and land next to the woman brawler. But at the same time, you also land on some poor audience member who was already on the ground. So I will say you won't do any damage, but you have to sort of watch your footing. And the uh, brawlers look at you and say, Oh, big man, big woman, finally some challenge. Roll for (laughs) combat!
2: Big? That's not very appropriate. May I use athletics for my initiative?
1: Uh, You actually did. Oh, yeah, you did, and uh, you're way at the top, but they rolled a 24 and uh, 22 for their initiative so they're like way above you guys I right,
2: it's only a plus one but it lets me start with panache
1: okay fine you can start with panache so jolene who is the male drunkard who's looking at you he's also rather large i mean he's not nearly as large as darius of course but he's he's
0: pretty big he's pretty big and did you say uh, his
4: name is jolene
0: Lauren Sig is playing Hap, the Starlight Sparrow, a human fire elementalist sorcerer. Jolene.
2: Jolene. Is he here to steal my man? Jolene. Jolene.
1: What was that? They didn't hear any of that.
2: I was just singing Jolene, but with Jolene.
1: Dolly Parton song. Okay. He's here
2: to steal my man.
1: Okay. (laughs) I don't know which one's the male and which one's the female, so I'm going to say Jolene is the man and Rovo is the female. I like it. So Jolene is up first, and Jolene goes into a drunken rage. He puts his arms at her. He's
3: like, come here, big man. Let's dance, drunkard. You're going to get a spanking because you're being naughty.
1: He pushes this poor townsfolk out of the way who's, like, tumbling down out of the ground. And he's like, oh, help me. And then he tries to punch you in the face. He'll definitely do that. Oh, he misses with a four. Now, he's not trying to hit you with lethal damage, by the way. He was just trying to hit That's fine. with kind of like an open slap. Uh, Rovo is up next. She also goes into a drunken rage. And she's like, pretty girl, fall down. Let me help you up by your hair. And she will also try to slap poor Alara. With her open fist. Hey! Oh, actually, she rolls a one, so that is fumble sound, critical, a critical miss. So she completely misses you whatsoever.
4: They are very drunk.
2: They are very drunk.
1: They are very, very, very drunk. But then, for the second attack, actually hits you for seven Mm -hmm. points of bludgeoning, non-lethal damage. But the first one completely misses. as She's like drunk and just sort of like lunges past you. But then the second one with the backhand, she like slaps you across the face. Again, non-lethal damage.
2: Oh, I got a little bit of my lip there. huh?
1: And then for the third attack, like totally misses, even though she rolls a 17. But uh, she uh, has a plus zero for that.
2: Yeah, I got that good on class.
1: Uh, Lara is up. So what do you do? Because you just got slapped in the face and it stings quite a bit.
2: Oh, shadow boxing, huh? Well, let's see how I can do it. that. Uh, first thing she's going to do is try and do sort of a somersault um, up onto the level that this lady's on. Um, by going like right next to her and then sort of doing a flip over her. So I'm going to do a tumble through using acrobatics.
1: Where are you trying to go? This is a state. This is a, a bleacher. So, trying to go up a bleacher and tumbling through is going to be extremely hard.
2: I mean, if you're to me a little penalty, okay, but I'm going to give it a shot. If I fail, then I fail, but we'll still try
1: All right. it. All right.
2: I got a total of sixteen.
1: What is that? Athletics?
2: Uh, that's acrobatics. Uh, and tumble through is versus their reflex DC. I'll
1: say you barely managed to get through her. Barely.
2: Whew. Well, good enough for me. So I'll move myself up next to her there. Uh, So I go through her space and over adjacent to her, and then I'm going to spin around and give her a nice little roundhouse kick, non-lethal damage of course, for a confident finish.
1: Since you're playing a swashbuckler, what does that do? Since this uh, class is new to everyone, including me.
2: Yeah. So for the current incarnation of the Swashbuckler, uh, when you have panache, you can do moves called finishers uh, that have the finish trait. This one, the one that you start with, is called confident finish. Uh, confident finish, If y- even if you miss, you do a little bit of damage, uh, but otherwise you, uh, you d- can do a whopping amount of damage with finishers um, because of this thing called... Mm, I think it's precise strike. Let me look that up.
1: So I have it that in your character that's actually lethal attacks so you're actually gonna get a plus two to that attack since you're using non-lethal i always assumed you'd be using lethal damage but of course the very first attack is non-lethal so you actually crit and do oh gosh um 24 points of damage (laughs) Yep. still standing Twenty-four what? points of damage, and she's still standing. Yep, <laughs> she's just sort of like, oh, she just sort of smiles. If you you like tumble through and just like smack her straight in the face, wow! And she just looks at you and just like spits out like a tooth and's like, not bad, not bad. You done?
2: Uh, No, with my final action, since she's still standing, uh, Alhara is going to raise her uh, staff. It's an interaction. uh, It's a single action with the interact trait uh, on a parry weapon. And she basically sets up a parry with her quarterstaff.
1: All right, I guess we'll find out what that does. Darius is up. He just saw that and he's like, holy moly, these drunkards are strong. Yeah.
3: Um, I would like to enter the mountain stance. But it says have to be touching the ground. Does that mean actual dirt or just not flying?
1: I think it's actual dirt. I will say, just the one time this probably would not yeah. work is like you're inside. It's on bleachers. you're on, this okay. you're on bleachers. I'm going to say it's uneven. You need the dirt. You need you need the ground, the earth underneath your yeah, feet. Yeah. All right. To, to, to fully go into the mountain stance, so not right here. What I would like to do,
3: um, talk to me about grappling and pinning. Like, I want to
1: grapple him and then carry him away, you know? Ah. Grapple is just an athletics check against a fortitude DC. And I believe it's grapple to grapple him. And then you can, um, well, he's restrained.
2: Yeah, so if you succeed, your opponent is grabbed until the end of your next turn unless you move or your opponent escapes. For the critical success, your opponent is restrained until the end of your next turn unless until you move or escapes. So with the critical success, you can restrain them, which is sort of like pin.
3: Yeah, I would and... like to make them helpless or pinned so I can
2: move them around. Uh, the only way to move them that I'm aware of is to shove them, which is also athletics. So
3: yeah,
1: shove... Shove is where you try to push him away, and it's you—you would push him away from you. That's the other thing. You're you're south of him, so you kind of want to push him. Like you're in the wrong way. Like you're you're below where he wants to go.
3: Right. I would love to pick him up and carry him off the bleachers, but if I can't do that, I'll incapacitate him first.
1: Um. Hmm. You know, I know what you're trying
3: to do, but I want to think about how to do this. But if, it's, if if I grapple him and then walk, I lose the grapple, right? I can't reposition or drag.
2: essentially. yeah,
1: there's like there's like fill there's like feats and skills specifically designed to let you kind of do this or what you're trying to do and right at the lower levels it's like it's not that you can't do it. it's that I'll put it this way if you grab him, it's sort of hmm, I don't want to break the system this early. <laughs> so <laughs> okay. I would say now I just say if you want to shove him, Because if you shove, you can move after. Yeah, you you move with him. Right, you can move with him. So the shove will pretty much do what you want, because you can just push him three times in a row and just keep pushing him off the stage. And that will pretty much do the same
3: thing. But I
2: have
1: to be behind him to do that, right?
2: Don't telegraph my next move.
1: Or you can push him off the stage off the bleachers and he'll take falling damage <laughs> so you can do that if you want i mean it's kind of nasty but you no i it.
3: wouldn't like off the off the edge onto the ground where the rings are no no uh no. if yeah if i can't carry him away i'll just knock him out and then comically carry him away later so let's do yeah this. i'll
1: say you'll be able to do that yeah i mean you can yeah. just punch him and
3: yeah yeah i will um just punch him a couple times i'm, I'm not going to flurry your blows
1: yet okay are you using the regular fist or the non-lethal? Regular... Choice? Oh, wait. is it is a non-lethal choice? I can use this as non-lethal. I just... Uh, add I didn't see an attack. option.
3: Hold on. Let me... Let me uh, there is, check.
1: like, one... No, it's okay. I'll just do it, because there's, there's a good reason why.
3: Yeah, I don't see an, a <gasps> non-lethal choice.
1: Alright, well, you hit him for a crit, and you do <laughs> 16 points of non-lethal damage, so... You sort Ooh. of uh, punch him in the face, and his nose is bleeding. And he's like,
3: oh. nice
2: hit, brother.
1: He's laughing. <laughs> you can't be too much of
3: a roustabout in these crowds. Well, we're around. I'm going to hit him again.
2: This is part of your flurry, right?
3: I have not flurried. That was a critical miss.
1: You rolled a one. Yeah, of course. <laughs> That's fine. Roll um, oh, a 12 for an 11, but you miss this time. yeah. So you hit him once really squarely in the face, and he's bleeding a little, and he's just sort of licking the blood. Meanwhile, the crowd is loving it. The crowd is like, they actually are enjoying it because it looks like slapstick comedy to them, and you guys are kind of playing it up. So, so far, so good. The crowd isn't like taking this uh, too badly. Yes, the and... h-
3: smiles for everyone, and we're laughing and high-fiving each other, uh, Horror and I, as mm-hmm. we beat these people mm-hmm. up.
2: Of course, a holler is a little bit up the bleachers from you. So she high fives you at the end of her staff. But, you know,
3: yes, I can reach
1: (laughs) maybe a little
2: poor peasant between us is ducking. Oh, gosh, he he
1: he sort of just smiles uh, as the blood is like going down, like you punch him right in the nose and he's just bleeding. He's sort of licking the blood and he's just like, it's like, uh strong, man. Let's see how strong you truly are. And then he also takes a big swing right at you. A two. Yeah. You're rolling like me tonight. tonight. No, I'm not rolling that poorly. I mean, that's just like, that's like, that's like like terrible. All right. He tries to do another swing at your head and misses again comically. And this time he's like rages. He's like, and he tries to kick you solidly in the chest. <laughs> you rolled a two, a one, and a four. It's like uh, it's like Lawrence rolling.
4: Yep. Yeah, now you're now you're playing with my dice. Darius
3: does that thing where he puts his hand on his head and lets him swing and miss and all that, and he's like yawning and with his other hand, you know.
1: So next up, we have Rohovo. 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 So describe to me what this defense thing does.
2: Sure. So when you spend an action to with the interact trait with a parrying weapon, uh, you set up a parry, and that gives you a plus one circumstance bonus to your armor class. Till the beginning of your next turn.
1: Excellent. She sees you parrying, so instead she's just going to push you and shove you backwards. Oh no. So she will do an athletics check. She rolls a ten, because she has a plus Oof. seven. But a 10 does not do it well she rolls a three uh for she total fails 10. she
2: almost critically fails
1: well all she does is fail so she does not critically fail so there
2: but it would have been so funny maybe if she tries again
4: funny. she can critically fail maybe yeah, the peanut
1: gallery should not give me suggestions
4: <laughs> Aww.
1: maybe she's gonna punch you in the face this time after she's Like, all, like, seeing stars after getting hit so hard in the head that she decides, ah, I'll just just push you over. We should sell peanuts
5: at the next circus.
0: Rob Pontius is playing Otteron, Uncanny Otteron's Cauldron of Curious Concoctions, a human witch of curses.
2: Absolutely. Mm -hmm.
1: And rolls a 10, missing again. She's just like, ah ah, And she's, like, slapping her face, trying to, like, clear the cobwebs. And then this time, she takes her time, and she lets out a large roar, and she tries to punch you square in the jaw. And misses again. And now Alhara is up with her defense stance all ready to go.
2: Yep, so at the beginning of my turn, that drops, uh, but I have all three actions left to do some cool stuff. So Alhara sort of laughs at Rovo and says, oh... So you wanted to get a little exercise in, huh? Well, in that case, maybe we should go outside. And she is going to try and shove her back. She gives her a big, like, push-type kick to the chest. All right. I rolled a 12 Uh for an 18 total.
1: And that's against her fortitude AC? Uh,
2: It is against her fortitude DC. That is correct.
1: Was that a kick or a punch?
2: Um, she's kicking because I'm I'm holding my staff with two hands, so she just sort of lifts up a foot and tries to push back.
1: You kick her squarely in the chest, and your foot bounces off her chest, and she's still standing and laughing at you. Oh. Says, ha, 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 ha. good try, little girl."
2: Oh, you're a stout one, aren't you? Uh, I am going to. I really want to push her off of here. Um. All right, I am. You know what we're just gonna kick her I guess um, I'm gonna sort of just wave at her and then all of a sudden try to just like kick her right in the shin
1: a two Oof. you guys are missing left and right this is that the crowd likes it because it's all this like pantomime everyone's like missing it's like swing miss swing miss swing miss it's like what is going on it's like a clown act up here I think a couple yeah. people they're all sitting down they're starting to relax they think it's part of the show
2: <laughs> uh, all right uh, last action. Raising my staff again. Let's parry.
1: Darius?
3: All right. Let's give him a show here in the bleachers. Let's do a flurry of blows. Can you do that non-lethal? Or are you doing that lethal? Can I? I'm, I'm Mr. Non-lethal. Lethal or non-lethal. That's my choice. I do what I want. Okay. So flurry of blows is basically, oh, I got um two hits, right? Right. Uh, and, and the second hit count as, as, at, as at my regular s- minus four, right?
1: Apply your attack penalty to the strikes as normal as the flourish trait.
3: Yeah, it should be plus seven plus three, but it just takes up one action, not two actions, and they are added together. Yeah, yeah, but that's just something DR you do stuff
1: mentally. Yeah, we just do that. Mentally,
3: yeah, so. yeah. I'll, I'll I'll just drag over the regular fist stuff.
1: Is it agile? Um, my monk
3: strikes, I believe, are.
2: And strikes are agile. Yep. The mountain ones might not be, but the regular ones are. Well, he's not in mountain stance though. That's right.
3: All right. Here we go. Strike number one. Uppercut to the chin.
1: Natural 20. All right. He drops. Unconscious. (laughs) He drops. He's unconscious. You knocked him out. K.O. Then I, I want to pick him up, pick up his
3: unconscious form, and put him on my shoulder, like butt towards the audience, and say, that's a naughty, naughty audience member. Whack on his butt.
1: <laughs> the crowd loves it. They're all, and they start hitting his butt too. They're like, "Yeah, yeah!" Everyone, start, everyone, like, get a free butt slap. <laughs> everyone gets a free butt slap on the bad guy.
3: Butt slaps for everyone.
1: Okay, that will be the rest of your turn. Picking yes. him up uh- <laughs> and slapping the butts. <laughs> Rovo goes, and she's like, "No, don't take him
2: away. Stop slapping his butt. Go ahead, run after him." She
1: looks at you and like, You don't tell me what to do.
2: No, I think the drink does that for both of us.
1: She slapped you in the face, fist girl. Oof. Hit you for five points of non-lethal damage. Oh no, this might not be good. What was her total? 25. She rolled. Oh, a...
2: yeah, that'll hit.
1: She uh, hits you, and then the second one critically misses. And then the third one, she tries to hit you misses. Ooh. So she hit you once. I thought it was a crit, but I guess it's not.
2: 25 is not a crit. My AC is currently 19.
1: No, I know, but I thought I actually rolled a 20. Oh, no, that was uh, Darius who rolled a 20. I'm i I'm, 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 all messed up. Uh, a lot is up. You are uh, you're bleeding. You're bleeding as you're all non-lethally. But you, uh, you're you still standing.
2: Huh. You've got a lot in you. <laughs> but can you do this? And I'm going to try to shove her one more time. Oh my goodness, 16.
1: <laughs> you try to shove her, and once again, you bounce off of her, and she just laughs and laughs and laughs. You can keep trying, but I ain't going anywhere. And now you're trying right. to shove her. You're really trying to shove her off the I, was really, I just thought
2: it would be so funny, but she's too tough, so I'm just going to slap her in the face open-handed.
1: All right, you slap her in the face open-handed. <laughs> like You keep trying to do something fancy. And then you're just right. like, all right, fine. You just slap exactly. her and she goes down. and <laughs> just
2: get fed up with
1: it. She's like, all right, enough. All right, so they are dispatched. The drunkards are both down. Alara's uh, kind of beat up. I mean, you're, you're, you're still standing, but you actually did. I'll take her. care of her yeah, and the, and with
3: my battle medicine when we take them out of here.
2: Oh, I'm really glad our act is already over. She sort of cracks her jaw.
3: <laughs> she was a tough one.
2: No kidding! Did you see her stance? You could take some hints.
1: I know. So the crowd enjoys the show, although some of them, some of them weren't so thrilled because they actually were beat up, and they know that that wasn't part of the show. Like some of the people further away think this is like sure some, some like some show, but these people nearby, they're all glad that you took care of them, but they're uh, they're not thrilled about that. Anyhow, back with the show. While you dispatch these uh, drunkards, the Featherfall Five finishes up their act, which means it is now Hap's turn. Is that correct? Who's going next? I forgot. Is it
2: Hap next?
1: Or the, the
4: Flambonies are next?
2: Yep, the Flamboni sisters for the trick number six in the act four finale.
1: Bony sisters. Okay, they're level one. Trick DC is fifteen. Who wants to play the Flamboni sisters?
2: Rob P. Uh,
1: sisters, this is they are fire injury team. See feats of juggling
4: from these two brave sisters. Can they juggle fire? Will they set themselves on fire? Find out tonight. Does Atron's pyrotechnics go to them too, since they also have the fire trait? Yep. Yes. Yep. yep. Nice.
5: Sure, I can take them on. They have a deception
1: of seven and a fortitude save of seven, which you're going to need if they mm-hmm. accidentally set themselves on fire.
5: Yeah deception huh for juggling fire Mm. probably to
2: make it look harder than it is
5: Mm Hmm. Mm. okay want me to roll and then describe whatever you want let's see um i'm
1: just looking them up they have i'm just looking up all their traits so their traits are fire which is intimidation but they don't need that they're using i mean normally it's intimidation but they have team which is let's see it requires more than one person so there's two of them, and then injury, which means that let's see, if an NPC performs the check and then critically fails any check, they have a ability of being injured and might not perform for up to two more weeks. So you can roll and then describe using deception of plus seven.
5: You yeah, I'll, I'll do the deception. Okay.
1: 27 that is a critical is that a critical yeah that's a critical success sure
2: is nice
1: so what do you get with your addition pyrotechnics
5: normally that would make it do double excitement
2: not quite. So right. on the circus tricks, when you get a critical success, what it does is also adds one anticipation. So theoretically, our anticipation would raise. However, we are already at maximum anticipation of 20.
1: That is correct. So oh, you sorry. You get, I meant the pyrotechnics. Yeah. So you get a plus one. Well, you get a critical success, which normally give you a plus one anticipation and plus one excitement but you already at the max anticipation of 20 but then being the np being the non performer role of pyrotechnics trick checks with the fire generate double excitement so you get plus 2 excitement instead and now you are up to 18 out of 20 do you want to describe your trick
5: yeah so the flamboni sisters start out walking around uh the three rings and then meet towards the center as they start tossing up the flaming torches around them and then catching them from the other sister even though they can't see them directly as they're back to back and they go at a kind of whirlwind pace But what people don't realize is there's actually slightly reflective materials that's on the torches that lets them see them when they're coming from the other side. So as they start moving quickly and tossing them between each other, they can actually predict a little better, um, making it only seem like they're anticipating them. They are actually seeing them. So you have two more
1: attempts. Now, you can try to get perfect anticipation, which will get you extra gold at the end of this performance or you can get above it'll be up to you decide if you want to try to nope i think we will leave it to hap oh really Mm -hmm. so you're just gonna skip the next two actions you're gonna go out while you're ahead yep yeah oh
5: boy so for the next two they just sort of dance around (laughs) yep they continue with the same juggling fire and then they retreat to let hap have the stage okay hap it's all up to you no pressure help me
4: help me figure out something real quick for a minute because I, I i forgot in a detail and trying to remember what it is my intimidation is plus seven with blood magic it'll go up to plus eight but i remember i had another bonus that made it plus nine and for the life of yes. I me, mean, i can't remember what it was
5: if you use a fire trait trick with the intimidation skill as your trick skill, then you get a plus one.
4: Oh, okay. Is that, in, is that just in the fire trait?
5: Yes.
2: Yep. Correct.
4: Okay. I looked at the, uh, at the circus rules handout that we have, and I missed that. I couldn't find it. Okay. All right. If you're ready for me, let's do this. I'm ready. Okay. So Hap is standing in the, in the ring. She walks up casually to the center of it, and she kind of stands there. She looks like she might have stage fright a little bit. She's kind of nervous. She kind of looks around. And then just before the first audience member has a chance to look over and ask their friend if this is part of the act, her left foot juts out in front of her and then swirls around to the left as she shifts all her weight to the right as part of an interpretive dance that looks both mystical and intriguing. She quickly does a a fast spin, puts a hand on the ground to the left, spins around again to the right, and continues with her methodical dance. Finally, she thrusts an arm to the left, and a flamethrower-like gout of fire just erupts out towards the sky with another spin to the right, another gout of flame. Finally, she puts her hands together, kind of swirls them like she's forming an orb, and a little ball of fire forms into her hand. She throws it towards the towards the bleachers on the right side, and right before it hits the audience, it turns into a little bird, which flies over all of the crowd's head so that they can feel the warmth of this small flaming sparrow. And as it soars over all of their heads from right to left and back towards hat, this is where I'd like to make my first check.
1: Oh, I missed all that. Can you repeat that?
4: I cannot.
1: You're such uh, a shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so evil. I'm su-
2: That was I'm, so great. I'm sure that the backup has it. Lauren, did you want to do something? I think you forgot to press the button, or you're muted. I'm not sure what's going on. Mm-hmm, something
4: like that. All right, here <laughs> it comes.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
4: I'm just going to click on this button, and we'll just add two to it, okay?
1: <laughs> oh, no,
4: the diplomacy? As... Why'd
3: you
1: roll oh, diplomacy?
4: Oh, that's... that's... That's the wrong thing. That's diplomacy.
1: That
4: That's the wrong roll. I'm sorry. Well, it's still a
1: plus seven, well, so you rolled a twelve.
4: Yeah, I'm gonna obviously hero point this. Okay, good
2: guess.
1: Okay.
4: Let's see. <laughs> my my curse of rolls. Why is this my life? Here we go. Oh <laughs> oh <my laughs> another three. This isn't fair. This isn't fair.
1: <laughs> you rolled a twelve you you don't generate any excitement the crowds crowd likes it but you know there's something about it it's a little off like your timing with the music's off there's something there's something not quite right, Try right.
4: well i have one more so i can roll another you three two more
1: you got two more you got two more attempts
2: two threes <laughs> oh. in a row that's horrible because you used the hero point, so i did I use a hero point
1: right so you have two more chat you more two more tries
4: All right, so the little fiery bird comes back to Hap, but it doesn't land in her hand. What it does is it goes behind her back and then starts orbiting her as if it was a moon. Hap continues her interpretive dance with her swirling and her mystical moves. And then she puts out a few more in rapid succession. Boom, 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 boom. More fiery birds that orbit her in a tight circle. Eventually, she thrusts her hands to the left releases a first-level spell, Burning Hands, and swishes it all the way around in front of her. And all of the fire from the Burning Hand spell turn into just hundreds of little fiery birds, which also orbit half in a spherical shape. She finally thrusts her hands up towards the heavens, and all of the birds fly off in all directions and disappear while she takes a bow. I'd like to make my second skill check, please.
1: Okay, here we go. Intimidation plus four.
2: Oh, oh thank, thank God.
1: God. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see. You rolled a plus seven, so that's really. Roll the 19 plus four is a 23. So you succeed at two excitement and no anticipation. So you're at exactly 20 anticipation, which could be a critical success, but I'm warning you, there is a price to be paid for fame. Yes, you will get double the payout, but your prestige is going to go up to five from a one. So are you going to be able to live up to the excitement of your next show? Yes, I hope of so. Because I already
4: took my bow.
1: Close the curtains. Yes. Okay. All right. She takes Woo. her bows and it looks like the oh show God. is finally over. The crowd erupts in applause as they haven't seen a show like this, well, ever, in their lives, and they are
4: oh my god, oh my
1: god, oh my god! God. (laughs) They're all like screaming and yelling and and uh, throwing popcorn and confetti and other things from their seats, and the kids are screaming, and it's just a total mayhem as everyone is having a fantastic time because your final excitement was twenty. 20 your final anticipation was 20 you gain four prestige for a critical success so now you have five prestige hope you can make it and then your total payout will be
2: 42 gold pieces
1: 42 gold pieces that goes to the circus Okay. I know, but still,
2: (laughs) we threw our first show and it was a hit. It was amazing. We critically succeeded. This sets a precedent. We're going to be amazing. We're going to be the best show on this island and all of the land around. We are just on fire because of Hap. Oh my gosh, you did amazing.
3: (sighs) Are you you going to come out to the
2: rings and take a bow or not? Yes, of course. Oh, oh, bow. Uh, she. Puts her staff against a crate and then runs out to take her bow as she wipes blood from her nose.
4: Hap is crying profusely, but trying to keep her head lower so the audience doesn't see it.
3: That's okay. The black streaks make it cool. Yeah. I'll lift you up and hug you and spin you around and put you on my shoulders.
4: This is
2: so good. I'm seriously so excited. I am shaking over here. I'm so excited. That is so hard to do. It is so hard to crit these stupid circuses. And it's so exciting.
4: I've been thinking about that act for like a month now, how <laughs> I wanted to mm.
5: do it. It was wonderful.
1: You did a great job. However, you're now going to have um, more to live up to because your prestige has raised by a four up to a five. So you went from one to five, which is... We're legit. Yeah, you are. You are legit. The circus is a huge hit. Everyone is super excited. You all go out. You all take your bows. The crowd loves it. The mayor comes up and shakes all of your hands. Tells you oh, that is that's the greatest show I've I think I've ever seen in my life. I've, I. I don't even know what to tell you. It's just, It was fantastic. Fantastic, I tell you. Everything. The the, the rampaging animals, the fire breathing, uh, the, the man, that troll thing we saw. Uh, it was it was great. It was great, I tell you. Well, well, thank, thank you, you've...
2: Mr. Mayor. Ohara uh, uh, is too excited for words. She just sort of gets really shy all of a sudden.
4: But you've done this like a hundred times.
2: I know, but... This is an amazing show, and it was by ourselves, out of the thumb of that horrible person. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. This was my first show.
1: Oh, I I wouldn't have guessed you you were all so excellent uh, uh, this is this is incredible you you're going to be the biggest hit in galarian if you keep this up we're so proud and you uh, honored us with her. your first show in our in our small little town uh, uh, i'm very excited i'm very excited thank you so much and you're also you're so, so agile and so strong and uh, you i'm duly impressed you know we're just farmers here uh, as opposed to, look at all this, all this. And he's, like, looking at all of you. And he sees, like, everyone dancing around and bopping and, you know, juggling with fire and, uh, you know, flexing their muscles. And he's just uh, he's just in awe for the whole thing.
2: Oh, but what about the ringmaster?
3: Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll celebrate a little bit and bow when everyone tries to leave. Then we'll
1: get backstage and see what's going on here. Yes, the professor sort of uh, is looking at all of you as this is all occurring. He brings you all backstage after people started uh, leaving. And you can see he put him in a cart and covered up the ringmaster so that no one could, uh, well, find out what happened. And in case there were some prying eyes, he wanted to get him out of the way. And he looks at you all and says, Everyone did a great job, an excellent show. I I can't believe we managed to pull that off, especially after such tragedy struck us here. I'm uh, duly impressed. However, we have to figure out what happened, and everyone does appear to be on edge. The excitement of a successful show and the death of our ringmaster might be too much for everyone to bear. I suggest, uh, suggest we all gather around the, uh, the campfire tonight and try to take the edge off and, and uh, relax a little before uh, we do anything. And then he pulls you four over and wants to talk to you uh, individually.
5: I nod and follow along.
2: Uh, sh- sh- sure. Um, as I said, Alhara gets sort of uncharacteristically shy all of a sudden, and she just sort of stands next to slash-pined Darius. What's, what's, what's going
4: on, Dad? I mean, besides Uncle Thunder and all.
1: He looks at the four of you. Well, it looks like you're the only ones that are able to keep it all together tonight. You helped with the show. You put out all the fires. You took care of the animals. You helped that Axel. I saw you take care of those snakes, the drunken brawlers, and everything else that was going on. You did, a, you did a great job, kids. I'm real proud of you. But we need to find out what happened here. I don't know why or who would kill Myron. Everyone loved him. There's something going on. I know uh, I know some of you have some uh, experience with medical knowledge. If you want to examine the body or try to figure out what happened to him. Yes. It's obviously he was murdered. But who or why? I doubt anyone in the circus did it, but I'm going to put you four in charge of this. Because I know I can trust you. You're practically family, and I can't imagine there was any reason why you would do it. Plus, you were near me the whole time, so I can't imagine that uh, you did anything. To be honest, I doubt anyone in the circus actually was responsible, just because they were all sort of in the same place. And as you know, Myron used to like to spend a little time outside the tent and prepare mentally before the show away from everyone. So it really was a perfect opportunity to to kill him while he was away from all of us. So I seriously doubt it was anyone in the show, but you know, you might want to ask around, see what you can find out.
4: Don't worry, Dad, we'll get to the bottom of this.
3: I know that from our first look at him, we figured out it was some kind of poison. Well, we didn't really have time before,
1: but if you want to look now, it brings you over to the body where he covered him up because now you have a little bit more time. I think you can... Look and see uh, what you can discover.
3: All right, I'll take a look.
1: So you go over to his body, and sure enough, his legs appear to be incredibly swollen. So much so that they're practically bursting out of his boots at this point. And they're uh, horribly discolored. Mm. The rest of him just looks... Well, it definitely is looks like he's turning kind of a shade of purple. I mean, you don't know a lot about death, but... You do know that this is kind of bizarre, that usually uh, they don't turn these type of colors so soon after they uh, die.
3: I mean, I would, you know, remove the shoes and everything and look for, like, a snake bite or some sort of entry wound.
4: Did you check to see if he was eating turnip soup? (laughs) Oh,
3: no. Oh, no. No turnips. In the start of every campaign, deadly turnips.
5: Can I think of a poison that would do this this quickly and have these uh, effects?
1: Sure, you can give me a uh, medicine or nature check would work, or even survival. Mm, craft alchemy? Na- that makes sure. sense. Medicine? <laughs> uh, you could try alchemy. You could try alchemy. I can I'll roll nature. I mean you can roll anything. I mean heck, I'd even let you roll like athletics if you wanted. I'll just Ooh, Hap rolls a 21. Hap speaks up and says and crafting? Wow. Crafting a 14. Wow, I was just,
5: I was just thinking because Atoran knows a lot about al- alchemy and you know, alchemical crafting. Yeah,
1: this doesn't really fall into any of that patterns. But Hap actually knows. And she puts two to two together. And she realized that it, she thinks those vipers that were under the stand. She thinks those are the same ones that bit him. And sure enough, Mm -hmm. on his legs, you see some small marks and you can tell that he was bitten on the legs and it was the viper poison from just regular old vipers and uh, it can kill you. And sure enough, it did. It, It killed him.
2: Why wouldn't he have told us? Why wouldn't he have said anything?
1: We could have helped him. It's extremely fast acting. It, uh, it can kill you within, it can kill you within 24 seconds. Oh, okay. It can kill you within six seconds if you have a bad fortitude.
2: So there might've been vipers out in the center ring. Well, mm. you know, he was behind the tent and
1: he probably was killed right outside the tent where he found the body. And obviously there was vipers underneath the bleachers. There was three of them, if you remember, that weren't really causing anyone to Oh, trouble. I do. So you believe, Happy believes, those are the same vipers that could have bit him.
2: Did we get fingerprints off those vipers?
1: <laughs> it could have just been a terrible accident.
2: I wonder if he hurt himself on the way in and thought it was just a steak bite. You know, from some of these old steaks.
1: Yeah, he could have think it was a steak bite and not a snake bite, which are two totally different
4: things.
5: Ten steaks? I imagine the pain would have been excruciating. I don't think he would have associated with such.
4: I don't want to think about that.
1: Hap also knows something
5: else, as you are a lover of animals,
1: that these type of vipers really have no use for attacking humans. As you notice, that they really didn't want anything to do with you. They were just trying to find somewhere warm to sleep. So unless they were provoked or something else, they probably wouldn't have attacked him. And Myron was not a fool. He was a pretty smart fellow. He wasn't someone to go around kicking vipers and looking for trouble. So unless he was extremely unlucky or something else occurred...
2: Someone must have trained it to bite him.
4: I mean, it's easy to accidentally step next to one and get bit.
3: That is true. Step on its tail and make it angry by accident.
2: I assume
5: Hap tells us all this?
4: All of it.
1: Thanks. In addition, the professor is looking at this, watching you all, and says, Interesting. This is very unusual for snakes. Perhaps you should look where he was attacked. Maybe you can see if there was a shuffle or something else. Maybe you can see if there was some altercation and uh, figure out if he was actually attacked or was trying to fend off or running from the snakes. Could, again, it could have just been an accident.
4: Where did you find the body?
1: He walks outside, and it's just a little bit outside the tent, maybe 15, 20 feet outside. He goes right over here, tried to keep the area fairly clean.
4: Is it dark now?
1: Yeah, it's dark.
4: I'll hold a torch, which is my hand. <laughs>
1: sneaky okay you hold your hand torch and you can see there's also a fair amount of light coming from the um the main camp which is south of you as there's a huge bonfire that's uh, been set up as everyone is getting ready to sort of have a dinner and drink and prepare after the show so he shows you where the uh where he was where he was found what do you wish to do
4: well i guess we'll look around right sure
1: That is the good old Perception check. Or Survival.
4: Either one. I'll go with Perception. Okay.
2: Ooh. Ooh,
1: 23. That was a really good. Hap gets a 14. not quite as good. Daughteris gets a 22.
2: Oteran, do you have a plus 5 also? Do we all have 5s on Perception?
1: No, he has a plus 3. <laughs> but he rolls oh, a 21. Yeah. I mean, he rolls really well. Well, everyone except Hap... ...finds something really strange. They notice tons of little tracks, little itty-bitty footprints... ...that are all over Myron's body. And now, Hap sees the prints. The rest of you think it's perhaps some small rodent or something. You're not exactly sure, but anyone with nature wouldn't probably be able to figure out what they are but it looks like they're mice or rat tracks or something. Some some rodent of some sort which is weird just like why was his body surrounded by rats?
4: Am I the only one with nature? Mm, Potentially. Yeah. Okay then. Let's roll nature. Yeah. This is what I'm good at is rolling nature. I can't roll anything else though.
1: You rolled at 18. You're doing great.
4: That's what I'm saying. I can roll nature. That's about it.
1: Okay the area immediately around where myron's body was found you sure enough find tons of rat tracks little prints of rats and unfortunately these rat tracks hide any other footprints that might have been here in fact you don't even see snake prints or snake slithering if you will so you think this is very unusual that these rats were perhaps purposely used to cover the tracks.
4: Guys, there were rats here. And I don't mean, like, a few rats. There were a lot of rats, enough to cover any other tracks that would have been here.
3: Do we know someone who can command rats? That
5: sounds very
4: Very specific.
3: specific.
5: I was going to bring up Elysia, considering her talents with the various vipers but rats that i don't know no no
4: i like the way autron goes no no that's my favorite thing about the character (laughs) thank you
2: so do we know anyone maybe in the circus biz who can command a bunch of rats and or vipers
4: was there anyone at the celestial menagerie that was fond of rats Mm, Not off the top
1: of your head. I mean, there's lots of animal acts, but rats is not something you would use because they're too small. This isn't a flea circus. You would need big animals like lions, tigers, elephants, gigantic snakes. Something as small as rats, that really wouldn't cut it.
4: Do you think we should follow the rat tracks? Perhaps. Let me go tell dad what we're doing. I'll be right back.
5: Atheron's brow would narrow and they would say I'm somewhat curious if there are druids in the local area who perhaps could be involved.
3: What beef would they have with the ringmaster? Mm -hmm. Not like circuses in general? Then we'd all be targeted, not just him.
5: Perhaps. Or perhaps just one angry druid.
3: Then again, rats... Something gnawed at the nets for the acrobats
5: yes,
2: yeah, rats, it looked like
3: This was maybe not just an isolated k- killing. It was the murder of the ringleader, chewing of the nets, releasing of the animals. something is pointing to complete and total
5: Druids of talent sabotage of power with shape-shifting with the natural diseases like the pox that you spoke of that the that the birds and mr tickles had let alone the incited animals vipers coming in rats covering tracks it makes me suspicious
2: rats chewing nuts
3: yes the nets were chewed by rats that's why they went without a
2: net it's all very specific i'm gonna
4: Run inside and run up to Professor Zarlan. Uh Hey, Dad, we found we found a bunch of weird rat tracks, and I think we're going to follow them. Okay?
1: Rats? Hmm? That is odd. No one I know can control rats. Why would there be rats around him? He looks around and goes, maybe a few, sure. I mean, we're near the woods, but he kind of looks down and sees where they are. He goes, hmm, there's... Dozens, maybe even hundred. This is very, very bizarre.
4: Yeah, that's what we thought too, so we're gonna follow them, if that's okay.
1: Sure. i uh here, let's go to the let's go to the camp for a second.
0: You've been listening to Roll for Combat, Three Ring Adventure a Pathfinder Actual Play podcast. If you have a question or comment for the show, please visit us at RollForCombat.com. You can also find us and play various games on our Discord channel at Discord.RollForCombat.com. been listening to Roll for Combat. Until next week, always remember that putting a portable hole inside a bag of holding voids the warranty on both.